Hello and welcome to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We're a startup church we just planted in September 2020. And at the Kalamazoo Church, we believe that Christianity is done best when it is done together. And so if you live in the Kalamazoo area, we would love to connect. Be it coming to a Sunday service, one of our small groups, or even just grabbing coffee with a member to learn more. You can visit kalamazoo.church in order to do that. We pray that you are inspired by what you hear today. Very cool. Well, welcome everybody. It's great to see you all. Great to see you. Thanks for making the trip to Kalamazoo. Yeah. If you're from Kalamazoo, thanks for showing up. <laughs> no, sincerely though, Grand Rapids, thank you guys so much for coming. We're looking forward to returning the favor on July 4th. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be fun. I whatever kind of food we have, I expect at Twice as much, yeah. way better. Yeah. Just one up us. Steve out, outdo us in showing honor to ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Right? That, that's what I'm expecting. Whatever the communion that we served you, have it times five. Have someone make the communion. Yeah, all right. We will. Yeah. Right. You, guys, you guys actually brought communion, so thank you for that. <laughs> you know, there's, there's a scripture in Luke 13 that will, we're going to look at a word that's in Luke 13, actually, but. What better thing to talk about on a beautiful day than a word called agonizomai? <laughs> so agonizomai is a word that it kind of, it's, it's a Greek word, but it, it actually, it's comes from, or that's where we get the word agony from, or it's, it's a derivative. Uh, it's, it's a word that would have been used in the Olympic games and it would have been really commonplace. Agonizomai. There, there's, uh, contention or fight. It's to con- to compete in, in the Olympics, basically. Right. Saying this word, if, whenever it was used, it would have been understood that, that there's this context, this physical activity, this exertion, this exhaustion, something that is not easy at all. The Bible actually has a, a few references, a few phrases that, that use this word. And then I want to look at just a couple... This morning, I actually think they're going to help us in our relationship with God. I think they're going to help us in our relationships with one another as well. The goal that is that after after just looking at this word and in the context that it's that it's written, that we'll get a greater understanding of what it takes to continue to grow in our relationships with God, and maybe a, a greater conviction about how we ought to act and how we ought to behave with one another. Amen? It's not an easy word. We're we're in Luke 13, though. Let me get there here. First aspect of this word is is in regards to our relationship with God. We know that's the start of of all of our relationships, really, with one another. You know, as, as as a Kalamazoo church, one of the fun things that I like to do is whenever somebody comes from outside of whatever kind of group we've got when we play volleyball or afterwards, I always ask them, which of these two do you think are most alike of our group? And there's there's no response. Like, you guys are all so different. There's, there's not really any similarities. Your humor is different. You look different. You act way different. What is going on here? And so we understand, though, if we are going to 
work with one another, then we've got to have this great relationship with God first. Amen? Amen. Amen. Here we go. It's it's here in, in Luke 13, 22. The scripture you guys are familiar with. It says, Then Jesus went through the towns and villages, teaching as he made his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, are only a few going to be saved? It's a question that we have even today, I think, right? That, that people are trying to discuss. Who is going to be saved? And our, as the Christians were saying, we're the narrow way. And then another group is saying, they're the narrow way as well. Are only a few going to be saved? And even amongst Christians, we understand that, that there's this infighting, right? Who, who is going to be saved? It's a question that's a good one. And Jesus says... He said to them, make every effort to enter through the narrow door. Because many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able to. Once the owner of the house gets up and closes the door, you will stand outside knocking and pleading, sir, open the door for us. But he will answer, I don't know you or where you come from. Then you will say, we ate and drank with you and you taught in our streets but he will reply, I don't know you or where you come from. Away from me, all you evildoers. There will be weeping there and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you yourselves thrown out. People will come from east and west and north and south and will take their places at the feast in the kingdom of God. Indeed, there are those who are last who will be first, and first who will be last. Jesus is talking to his followers here. And they ask, hey, who's, are only a few going to be saved? And I get the impression that they're not talking about them. They're saying, are only a few of those guys going to be saved? I know we're saved. That's my assumption here. And, but what about those guys? What's the, the limit? And Jesus uses the word agonizomai. He says, make every effort. That's this word right here. In our relationships with God, we ought to make every effort. You know, I was doing a little bit of, uh, of, of research, actually. So who, okay, so let's let's just, who can run a mile without stopping? I might be able to. I think, okay, cool, okay. So keep your hand up now if you know that you can run two miles without stopping. Even just run. Yeah, I'm not saying run fast. Okay, okay. Who can run three miles without stopping? All right, who can run seven miles without stopping, you think? Okay, Alec is right there. We got one. Okay, hey. 10 miles without stopping. 12 miles without stopping. 15 miles without stopping. Oh. Where, where, are you, where are you at, Alec? I just ran a half marathon. Just oh, yeah, casual like, half marathon. Casually. But you did stop, oddly enough, in that half marathon. I did, okay. Oh. That's, oh. That's a different story. So, okay, let's say okay. about 14, 15 miles. Let's just say, okay? That's a bunch of time. Well, that's 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 a decent little bit. There, there's this guy, and this is when I think about our relationships with God. I, I actually I was reading about this guy, and there was connections that were made. His name is Dean Carnaces. So he he ran 350 miles without stopping. Like there's not cars that go 350 miles without getting gas. You know what I'm saying? 350 miles without stopping. Took him over 80 hours. He went three days without sleeping. What? And another time, he ran 50 marathons in 50 days. 
This guy's, a, he's alive right now. It's not like something, like sometimes you read about these things and you learn like, oh, in the 13th century, like, yeah, that might not be true, you know? This guy's literally alive right now. Like, they, they have all this information. Yeah, surprise he's alive. How? <laughs> 50 marathons, 50 days, that's 1,300 miles. So there's something unique with, with this guy, clearly, but even with his muscles, they figured out that when you or I, when someone, when we run a, a mile or two, or maybe we lift heavy weights, what happens is our body uses the whatever for fuel and it fuels our body. Then there's some byproduct that also is used up until a certain point with your muscles. Then you start to get sore and really tired. Your muscles tired. Yeah. That's normal. That's science. There's different words like lactate and all this lactic acid. I, I don't know those words, but there's there's some crazy words for it. Hear me now, this guy, that doesn't happen to him. So whenever he, he burns fuel, it gets turned into this byproduct that gets used 100% as well. And then in these runs, he has to consume a lot of calories, obviously, but you'd understand that he can just keep going and going. And so what he said though, is that at that point, it's just a mental game. It's just, it's 100% mental. There's no, there's nothing that I, he can rely on that says my body's going to give in. If he doesn't want his body to give in, it's not giving in. Wow. He said, to be honest, what eventually happens is I get sleepy. Wow. I've run through three nights without sleep. And the third night of sleepless running was a bit psychotic. <laughs> I actually experienced bouts of sleep running where I was falling asleep while in motion. Wow. And I just willed myself to keep going. His muscles haven't, they don't seize up. And so the only thing stopping him again is, is what's going on inside. That's awesome. So for, for you and I, the life of a Christian, somebody, and we're going to read a scripture that talks about the Holy Spirit really briefly. But anyone who has the Holy Spirit, we, we have the ability to run and not get tired. In right. that way. Yeah. To spiritually yeah. run and not get tired. The only thing standing in the way of us and perfection, hear me now if you have been baptized for the forgiveness of sins, if you've received the, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the only thing standing in the way is just us. Wow. That is an indicting fact. That's a scary fact, but it's the reality. Yeah. There's a scripture, it's in Romans 8, 10. You, you can write it down. You don't have to necessarily turn there. It says, but if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. It says the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in saved believers. That is outrageous. I, I think there's so often, there's, there's facts, let's not brush over that reality that we have every opportunity to live a godly life. That spirit is living inside of us. Right. Wow. There's an ability to say no to sin. It, it is an amazing reality. And so in our relationships with God, this make every effort is continual and it is constant, but there's, there's an ability to, to have victory there. I know so many, it just in this, in this, now I'm actually getting to a point where I've lived longer as a Christian than some of you guys. So that's, that's cool. That's encouraging. But, but there's so many that have lived way longer than me as a Christian and, and we're, we're inspired by you guys. But I can see, I can say for myself and, and for so many that I've interacted with and talked to that we kind of live our, our Christian 
lives kind of like New Year's resolutions, that right around the time we see, we hear a good lesson or something amazing, we're prompted, we, we just decide, oh, I'm going to make this, this change, and we change a little bit about what's going on on the outside. Maybe yeah. we decide we're going to read the Bible more, pray more. Maybe we decide we are going to open our mouths more. We're going to get involved in a, in a personal Bible study, however which way you figure. But then after about a month or two months or three months, certainly it's not going to take a whole year for us to say, well, that was a fun season. That was an inspiring season. And to try to live off this inspiring season for the rest of the year. Let's not be those people. Yeah. Let's not be those people. Let's be the people that say, well, we're going to grow just a little bit every single day. We're going to read a little bit of the Bible every day. And you know what? After we read a little bit, we're going to realize that's not enough. we got to read a little bit more. Yeah. I want to grow in my relationship with God. Let's open our mouths a little bit and see what opening my mouth a little bit is not enough. I feel too inspired to just keep it open a little bit. Amen? Amen. When was the last time that you ran a marathon in your relationship with God? That you actually completed a marathon in your relationship with God? If we understand it's not just our relationship with God, then I want to talk about our relationships with one another. Uh, there's this word, it's used a couple of times in the book of Colossians. Feel free to turn there. We got an agonizomai in our relationships with one another. And I'm not even sure if I'm using that, that word correctly in the, the syntax, but there you go. Totally. <laughs> Let's go, Jared. So cool. Paul is talking to a group of people now who we understand he hasn't even met. So he's he's writing to this this church, and, and it just says here, and it's Colossians one verse twenty four. Says now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you, and I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions for the sake of His body, which is the church. I have become its servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness, the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ to this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. I strenuously contend. I had a needs in life. says, man, I, I look at this group of people and, I, and everything that I do, I said, I'm suffering for you and you don't even see the suffering, but I'm doing it for you. So that you can be mature. I, I would say, guys, I, I would say this is what the world is totally missing. Yeah. Is is this strenuously contending, agonizomai, in our relationships with one another. So often, and, and I again, I'm gonna I, I, I'm gonna make a caveat by saying I, I think, well, here we go. And then I'll make a caveat after I explain it. Uh, <laughs> I was talking to one of my one of my friends, and she was in the campus ministry uh, last year in, in Milwaukee, 
And she was talking about, she said, yeah, I've gotten some counseling and I shared with them uh, my problems. And I, you know, a lot of her problems, actually some of them rightly so were with people in, in the church. She'd been wrong. And they said, well, you should just cut them off then. And that, that you should, you just gotta remove, remove them. And once you get a little bit better, then you can maybe introduce yourself again to them. And, and, and she just said, I, I can't do that. They're, they're my brothers and sisters. I'm not able to. Amen. And I, I, I say that to say, again, I'm not speaking bad about counseling. That's not what I'm saying. I, I, think, it's, I think it's great in, in certain contexts, in many contexts. What I'm saying is the world doesn't have wisdom that says you got to strenuously contend with your brothers and sisters. Amen. That is totally foreign. The world will strenuously contend, even for the, this first, this let's say God. The world, I think, will strenuously contend to put whoever... They, they want their God to be, they'll put it there and they will strenuously contend. They will agonize. They'll make every effort to fill in the blank. But they're not going to make every effort in their relationships with one another. We have an awesome opportunity to be a beautiful light to the world if we do this effectively. Is there, is there any, I want to ask in... in is there anyone or is there a relationship in the church in which you've just, you've given up? Question. Is there a relationship inside of the church that you've decided it, it, we don't have to see each other in the fellowship. We can just kind of avoid each other. We can, maybe we'll give each other a little side hug and high five, but nothing deeper than that. I would say in, in a church of 20, I know for Kalamazoo and a church of 50 something in Grand Rapids. I mean, we can't avoid each other anyways. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you, you can only, you can only give enough side out. You can't, you can't duck out of the fellowship in, in, in enough time. <laughs> I want to challenge us. If there's somebody who is on your heart, re-engage with that person. You have an awesome opportunity to let your light shine to everybody else. And when Whoever you, maybe you're, maybe you actually have talked bad about them in the past and your relationship, oh yeah, you know, I don't know. And what an awesome opportunity to go back to the person who you talk negatively to about this other person and say, well, hey, we, we reconcile. I, I, I apologize. They apologize. And we reconciled because the call is, is to strenuously contend for our relationships with one another so that they may be mature. And we've all been there. I hear me now. We've all been there where. I, I've been there many times where I just, there's been different things and I just said, well, that's not my problem. I, there's some, and so there's an issue that I see and I know that I've opened my mouth and I've shared it before, but you know what? That's just not my problem. That's somebody else's problem. I said what I said and I've washed my hands of it. Let's not live life that way though. Amen. Amen. You know, it's, a, it's impressive. Keep going in, in Colossians four, just in verse 12. It says, Epaphras, who is one of you and a servant of Christ, sends greetings. He is always wrestling in prayer for you, that you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. This word agonizomai shows up again in, in wrestling. So this guy doesn't even know this church at all, and yet it says he's just wrestling in prayer for them. When was the last time you wrestled in prayer for Someone, someone you didn't know. Great question, bro. 
Again, this is showing God to the world by, by what we do even behind closed doors. Just calling out for churches that we've that we've never met, that we don't know, that we're only we're, we might only see these people when we get to heaven. You know, I, I say for myself, one of the one of the guys in my life who does an awesome job of this of wrestling in prayer for people who's never met is uh, is actually it's my brother. Uh, his name is Carlos. Um, he he more than anybody else. Like I sometimes I've actually stopped doing this now, but Carlos will ask for prayer requests and then he'll pray through them. And, he'll, and he will religiously pray through them every single day. Me, I for a while I did that, and then I said, I don't want to ask for prayer requests if I know that I'm really not going to pray for him that much. I, that's just, it, it doesn't look good. I need to I need to repent, hear me now, absolutely. But Carlos is devoted to God in that way. And he's calling out, and then he's following up. Hey, how is this person? How is that person? I prayed for them. God put them on my heart. And, da, 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 and, and then... Then he glories. Hey, this person got baptized. Maya was, Maya was definitely one of them. Maddie was one of them. Gavin was one of them. He said, "Yeah, that's awesome." Wow. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know when he's going to meet you guys. I'm not sure. Hopefully soon. But we're fired up, and Carlos is fired up if he never gets to meet you. And he's strenuously contended for your salvation in prayer. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, Dean Carnese's motto is. Go out hard and finish harder. <laughs> Easy for him to say. <laughs> but for you and I who have the Holy Spirit, it's, it's, it's much easier for us to say. Yeah. Amen. Let's go out hard. Let's finish harder. We'll, we'll close here. It's in 2 Timothy 4. This is Paul. He, he went out hard and he finished harder. Verse 7, it says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness with the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. I have fought the good fight. I have needs in life. Let us be those who can say that on the final day. Let us be those who day by day are able to say that. Amen? Amen. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, bro. Just, so now, that, that's essentially at service. I Just a couple of... Thank you so much for listening to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. If you're in the Kalamazoo area, we'd love to get connected. Please go to kalamazoo.church and fill in your information to come to a Sunday service or any other event that we have going on. In any case, you'll be hearing from us next week. Come on! Too busy saving souls.